Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast all about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. And I'm Dory Shafrier. And we are not experts. We're not, but we're two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And this here is a mini episode where we hear from you, the listeners, we share your comments and your thoughts, and we answer your questions to the best of our ability. Please remember, we are podcast hosts, we're not experts, and we always encourage you to seek support first and foremost from a medical and or mental health professional as needed. But of course, if you would like to reach us, please do leave us a voicemail or send us a text message at 781-591-0390 or send us an email at forever35podcast at gmail.com. And you can visit our website, forever35podcast.com, for links to everything we mention on the show. We are on Instagram at forever35podcast. The Forever 35 Facebook group is popping at facebook.com slash groups slash forever35podcast. The password is serums. You can sign up for our newsletter at forever35podcast.com slash newsletter. And shop our favorite products at shopmy.us slash forever35. Dory, I did also just want to make sure that we mention that we are continuing our collaboration with the States Project and our Giving Circle. You might recall in the fall of 2022 how much money you amazing podcast listeners help us raise for our Giving Circle, which helped flip the Pennsylvania House. I mean, NBD. And blew my mind. I mean, truly, like, what a way to make Uh. an impact team. Well, I know it's like one of those, sorry, but no, it's just like one of those there. things that like, if I'm ever like feeling down, oh, I just think yeah. about how we raise like $50,000 <laughs> from small donations, from small donations from our podcast listeners. Like, you did that. You all did amazing. that. So we love the work that the States Project does, and we are going to be working to raise more funds for the great state of Virginia, because Virginia needs our help in the Virginia State Senate. The right wing is just two seats away from the majority. And in the House of Delegate, they hold the majority by two seats. Now, if the power shifts in the Senate, there would be a new right wing trifecta in Virginia. And let me tell you 
I don't want that, and neither does Dory. No, I don't. <laughs> because what that would mean is the possibility of limiting access to abortion in the state of Virginia, removing protections for Virginia's clean air and water, preventing teachers from teaching about Martin Luther King Jr. I mean, we all see what the fuck is happening out there. Oh, and we don't like it. No, we don't. We don't like it for Virginia. We don't like it for the rest of us. No. So we're here to do something about it. So Dory and I have donated $1,000 to get our efforts in Virginia rolling. Please donate whatever you can to our Virginia Giving Circle to help flip the state. We appreciate you. We are so motivated and excited to be doing this again. So thank you all so much for supporting our Pennsylvania Giving Circle and for uh, hopefully supporting this one we're doing for Virginia. Yes. So please do head on over. Uh, the link is on our sh- in our show notes. Mm-hmm. The link is in our show notes. We have a $20,000 goal. Let's do this. As we're recording, we're at almost 8,000. What? What? Yeah, I know. Yeah. What is yeah. this magic that this audience yeah. facilitates? And we've, in total, we've raised over $60,000. That includes That's all the money unreal. we raised for Pennsylvania and the money that we are raising for Virginia, which is pretty freaking cool. And hopefully we get to that $20,000 goal. We kept having to raise our goal for Pennsylvania, which was cool. Yeah. I love raising a goal. I know you do. You're a big goal raiser. I love raising goals, okay? Here's a question for you. Did you ever have the goal of someone reaching out to our podcast with a question and then also reaching out to the New York Times social cues column? Was that ever your goal? Because we've accomplished that. Sometimes goals happen after the fact. Right. Like it happens and you're like, oh, that's, I didn't know that was going to be my goal, but now it is. And I checked it off. Exactly. Right. I I didn't know that that was a goal. Okay. But it turns out that a goal of mine was to answer <laughs> the same question for us to answer it correctly. And better. And I'm not going to lie. And better. For the New York Times to like kind of whiff this one. Okay. So let's let's fill people in because some folks... Look, if you're tuning into this pod for the first time, have we got a story for you? <laughs> a dear listener reached out to us with a question. Uh, they were dealing with debt and had come had been a really trying experience for them and a new person that they had started dating was independently wealthy and offered to pay off their debt wait first hold mm-hmm. on there's mm-hmm. a crucial detail that i feel like we do need to emphasize okay which is that the boyfriend had noticed the listener only using her debit card Oh, good point. And, and this was asked, a new partner. They had been dating a for two, new partner, two, two months. months, two months, and asked why she only used her debit card, which then led to the discussion of the listener's debt. And the offer of the boyfriend to pay off her <laughs> credit card. So yes. number one, I think we both just want to say that it's a great honor to be trusted with questions from y'all. Whether it's oh, like well, the and the and the listener was wondering what she should do. Yes, yes, yes. So we answered the question, and I and I again not to repeat myself, but it's it's a real honor to be trusted with these it kinds really of is. questions it with really, any kind really of question. Is. If you're like, yes. what kind of underwear should I wear, or like, should my new boyfriend pay off my debt? We got these you. all. These all matter to us. Yes. So 
We answered it to the best of our ability. As we say. And then I was on a road trip with my family. We went we we went on our merry way. We did. We trotted along. I don't even think you know what was so funny? I don't even think we mentioned that question in the show notes. We didn't because I went back and looked and I was like, is this even the right episode? And then I was like, (laughs) it is. But we didn't even mention in the show notes. Well, after (laughs) our episode aired, the same question ran in well, the New York wait, Times. Wait, 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 okay, wait, wait, okay, sorry. You tell the story. Dory, I want to hand the mic to you. I feel like you sorry. really... I'm sorry. No? I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you, you but I do on the side of accuracy. Get hearing in there. your uh, retelling. I happen to be on the New York Times website. <laughs> Picture it. I'm at my computer. <laughs> and I was already on vacation with my family at this point, Kate right? I was on vacation. I was really trying not to bother her. I was on every time trip. I texted her, she'd be like... I'm on a mule on the edge of the no. Grand Canyon. <laughs> that like, was one oh, time. You I'm did sorry. text me and I was literally on a mule on the edge of the Grand Canyon. <laughs> no, but you were having this like amazing family trip and I was texting you with like the most mundane <laughs> shit. Like, should I get these sneakers? And you're like, um, <laughs> I want to reply when I'm in a seven I'm hour car ride, which I will do shortly. My family. Okay. Well, anyway, so... I was on the New York Times website and I saw a little widget that was like something like, should I let my new boyfriend pay off my debt? And I was like, huh, that's funny. I think we just got a question like this. So I clickety clacked on over and I'm reading the question and I was like, this is literally the same question. This has to be the same question. Like it was slightly condensed and abridged, but I was like, this is the same question. There were like, there were turns of phrase that were exactly the same. It was the same amount of debt. The person been dating the person for the exact same amount of time. I was like, there's no way this is not the same question. So I texted it to Kate and I also tweeted about it. And (laughs) cause I was like, what are the odds? Like, first of all, we get a lot of questions the New York Times gets a lot of questions, I'm sure. We both selected this question to respond to. It's a fascinating question. It is a fascinating question that that raises, I think, a lot of issues. And excuse me. Kate and I, well, Kate, I don't want to speak for you. So please interrupt me as I've been interrupting you. And <laughs> let me know if I'm misrepresenting <laughs> your stance. But I think we were both just like, ooh, uh. This is this doesn't sound like the best idea with someone that you've been dating for two months. Like I feel like I watched so much Susie Orman on Oprah growing up as a kid <laughs> that there's no way I could let this listener do this. But also, you know, like uh, we debt is a very serious issue. For sure. We don't take it lightly, but also no. getting yourself entrenched in situations with people is a and like, to me also very introducing serious. introducing this dynamic so early in the relationship felt certainly very risky to me it's different when you've been with someone for years or you're married to them or yeah. but when you've been dating someone for 2 months it's like how long have you even been exclusive with this person like 2 weeks like it's it's it just felt like something that that I felt like, and I think you felt the same way that this listener should thank her partner for the generous offer and decline it, like unequivocally yes. decline it. And the New York Times felt differently. They Philip, did. 
Galans? Is that how we say their name? I have no idea. <laughs> they were like, consider this and write a contract and I something along those lines. Look, I don't want to, I'm paraphrasing very <clears throat> loosely, but I was kind of a gog at I their response. Well. And then uh, it turns out lots of our listeners read the New York Times because people kept sending in this link being like, what are, is this the same? What yes. are the odds? And I put and, it, I put it in the most recent newsletter yes. to like let people know that like we've seen it because also we had recorded ahead because Kate was going on vacation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, this is, this is airing now like almost two weeks after the Times column ran just because of our recording schedule. And I was like, we're not going to be able to address this on the pod for a while. Let me just like get it into the newsletter. But not everyone reads the newsletter, let's be honest. So it's okay. You don't have to. We're still getting emails being like, did you all see this? <laughs> so I yesterday texted the original listener and I just said, oh my gosh, we saw the question in the New York Times. Like, we have so many questions for you. Like, how is it going? Did you ask any other outlets? Like, what's happened since? Like, how are you? And they very kindly wrote back and they said I can share their response. So I'm going to do that now. Uh, they wrote, Hi, Kat and Dora. Thanks so much for following up. I am flattered that both outlets chose to respond to my question. Didn't ask any other public source, just my therapist and a few of my friends. I sought y'all's advice because I trust it and I appreciate how thoughtful and sensitive you both are. I mean, hashtag, that's so sweet of you. I decided to not take him up on it. Instead, we had a very open and respectful conversation about money and how important financial independence is to me. I thanked him for his generosity and said I just wasn't comfortable with feeling indebted to someone so early in a relationship. He admitted that it wasn't well thought out and hadn't considered the power dynamic that it would introduce, only that he wanted to make my life easier. I'm working hard to pay it down myself, keeping track of where every single single dollar goes right now and have transferred the balance from two high interest cards to a 0% interest card. The debt was accumulated during a period of unpaid leave from work I had to take last year and has been emotionally and logistically hard to tackle, but I'm getting there. I appreciate your thoughts. And I then responded and asked, you know, you know, chatted and asked if it would be okay to share them their answer. And they said yes, and added this. They said, the only thing I would like to add is that I took the FMLA leave for mental health purposes. I want Mm -hmm. that to be explicit to help with the stigma around that issue. Mm -hmm. So we're sharing that and wishing this listener all the best. It sounds like their new partner is a lovely person and that this conversation has only made their relationship stronger, which is really cool. And Look, I think we're both touched to have been a part of this conversation and tickled to find the question in the Times. Yes, truly tickled. I did tag um, Janae Desmond Harris, who writes Dear Prudence on Slate. I tagged her because she's a, she's a friend of the pod. And um, I was like, Janae, let us know if you also get this question. She's like, I haven't gotten it yet, but I'll keep an eye out I mean, for it. <laughs> are you flattered that someone was like, I'm going to write to those two podcast ladies and the New York Times? Yes. Yes. Because my immediate assumption when it showed up in both places was, oh, this person probably literally emailed 20 advice columnists. No. Like every single one that has ever existed. But no, it was just us and the just Times. Us and the gray lady. <sighs> Wow. All right. Well, look, this has been fun. We've got some really fun listener feedback coming up in the next segment. So uh, let's take a break. All right. And buckle up. We'll be right back. Okay. Okay. 
You know, one thing I think is really kind of interesting about skin, my skin, but all skin, is that like what it needs now in my 40s is not what I needed in my 30s. Totally. Definitely not what I needed in my 20s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, how are you supposed to know what your skin needs? It's hard. It's hard to know. Especially when there's just like so many products out there. The overwhelm is real. It's a struggle to even know how to get the results you want, what products to start with. This is why we're super excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed medications that are clinically proven to help. I have used Apostrophe. I love it. They will pair you with a board-certified dermatologist who literally creates a personalized treatment plan for your skin. I have done this a few times now. It is so easy to do their online consultation. You upload photos. And like within a few weeks, I had done the consultation and received my treatment plan and my product. Amazing. And that is how I became a Tretinoin gal. I love the Tretinoin that they sent me. I love their sunscreen. Both products have been amazing on my skin. And you, Forever 35 listeners, can get a special deal from Apostrophe. You can get your first visit for only $5.00. That's at apostrophe.com slash forever35 when you use our code forever35. Now, that is a savings of $15. I like that. This code is only available to Forever 35 listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash forever35 and click get started. And then use our code forever35 at sign up and you will get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, look, I don't know about you, but when I hold on to some negative feelings, it really starts to impact my day to day. I get a little snippy and short with the people in my life. Things start to really feel overwhelming. And look, it's just generally not great for me or for the people that I am interacting with. And I do find that my time in therapy is a real safe space to get those things off my chest and figure out how to work on and work through things that are weighing on me Mm. or maybe weighing on you. For example, like I have actually really been working on mindfulness in therapy. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Easier said than done, but that's the work, right? Like just learning about kind of I'm like really creating a breathing practice and paying attention to my physical body and my feelings. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and to learn productive coping skills. If you're thinking about trying therapy, try BetterHelp. It's convenient and accessible anywhere because it is 100% online. All it takes to get started is filling out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you're not vibing with the therapist, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash forever35 today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash forever35. I am the first to admit that gift giving is not easy for everyone. It's taken me a long time to become like a halfway decent gift giver. But what I have learned is that the best way to win the gift giving game is to gift memories. Ooh. And you know how you do that, Kate? I'm, I'm ready. I'm listening. The Aura 
digital mm-hmm. frame mm-hmm. preloaded with decades of family photos. We when have gifted you, this to yes. many people. And when you gift this, your family will love looking back on childhood memories and seeing what you're up to today. Even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating the frame with new photos. So it's really the gift that keeps on giving. It's super easy to set up. It takes literally two minutes. You download the app. You set up the Wi-Fi. Boom. Boom. You're good to go. Yep. We have given this to my parents. We've given Mm -hmm. this to Matt's parents. Mm -hmm. Same, same. It's so easy because you can add photos from the app like anytime you want. And also like my brother has the app so he can add photos from his family. My sister has the app so she can add photos. My parents also have it. So they also add their own photos. That is one of the coolest parts I think of the Aura Frame is that everybody can contribute. Yes. I love that about uh, we have two aura frames in our house i have Ooh. one in my office and yeah and one in our family room and do my they kids have love do it. they have the same pictures on them no they have different pictures <gasps> Ooh, mm-hmm. oh that's interesting maybe i should get one from my office I'm looking at a picture of my in- children right now right interesting mm-hmm. hmm. putting that away for later store that Yes. Uh, The Aura app lets you share photos more securely than with email, which is what many other digital frames require. And also then you're not taking up your email storage. So win-win. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Forever 35 listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code forever35 at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. I think it's safe to say that we have suffered through bras. We've been uncomfortable in them. We've devoted whole episodes to finding good ones. But I'm here to say enough is enough. 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 I mean, Dory, have I ever told you? Have I ever told you what I did in college when I needed a bra to wear with a fancy dress? What? I cut the top of pantyhose and then I duct taped that to my chest. Oh, that sounds uncomfortable. Because <laughs> I, I didn't have honey love when I was in college. No. Well, we are here to say no more being uncomfortable. With no. Honey, no. With Honey Love's bras, you will wonder why it took so long to make something so comfortable and so supportive. There's no underwire, but through some kind of wonderful magic, they managed to not sacrifice lift all while making it in a fabric that's so comfortable, you barely know it's there, especially the crossover bra. I wear one of these almost every day. I'm wearing one right now because it's so comfortable and it easily fits into my life. But if you like a breathable and versatile legging, Honey Love has you covered on that front too. Plus, they have tanks, shapewear, and their V-bra that has molded cups still without the underwire to keep you from getting that dreaded uniboob effect other more relaxed bras tend to give you. So treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we send you. Treat yourself to Honeylove because you deserve it. Dory, it's a real kind of like all-star week for the text messages because we got this one. This is another one that I found that I sent to you while I was on vacation, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Someone wrote in. So so we did a, a, let me just preface this by saying we did, this is all feedback responses to the product recall episode we did 
on Vaseline? Because we got quite a few responses, varied responses. Here's the first one. Just listened to your podcast about Vaseline and Robert Cheesebro was my mother's great grandfather. (laughs) Yes, you pronounced the last name correct. Cheesebro. He did eat Vaseline every day. You did a great job chronicling the history. Amazing. Uh, Again, what? What? If you haven't listened to our episode of Product Recall, all about Vaseline, highly recommend it. It's a wild ride. Um, And I then followed up with this person. I said, how did you find out about the podcast? And they said, my girlfriend listens and told me about the episode and I listened today. Wow. Thank you to that girlfriend. Thank Uh, you, girlfriend. uh, Dory, do you want to read this uh, email from someone? I would love to. I just had to pause the pod and write in while listening to the product recall episode on Vaseline. I thoroughly enjoyed hearing the historical narrative for how petroleum jelly came to be refined and used for so many things in modern skincare. I did not know that the Seneca also used it as far back as the 1400s, but found that fascinating. Your storytelling also reminded me of other civilizations that used petroleum before the cheese bro dude. Petroleum was used by the Mesopotamians and ancient Egyptians. I learned this in my sixth grade social studies class. (laughs) Why would I still remember that nearly 30 years later? Oh, let me tell you. I remember my teacher telling me that Cleopatra used petroleum on her hair to make it shiny. So what did I go home and do? That's right. I went home and smeared a big old glob of Vaseline (laughs) on my hair. I naively thought it would make my hair look like the super shiny hair from a 90s Pantene Pro-V ad. Or as Miss Hannigan would have said in Annie, I thought it would shine like the top of the Chrysler building. (laughs) Needless to say, that's not what happened. And I ended up with a gross mess on my head. It wouldn't wash out with regular shampoo. And my mom had to make me a homemade vinegar rinse to break it up and degrease my hair. Lesson learned. Oh, such a classic kid thing to do i did so much stuff like this when i was a child i remember once i washed my hair with the entire bottle of conditioner like i thought oh no you thought more is more i thought more was more (laughs) turns out that's not great for gals with super thin fine hair no oh i don't think it would be great for anyone's hair to be fair to you i wouldn't recommend it um here's another response that i thought was very important to mention uh, this person wrote, okay, uh, I love your podcast and loved your Vaseline product. Recall, thank you for calling out the true discoverers of petroleum jelly and as indigenous groups. Another person who talks a lot about petrolatum and gives some good insight is Charlotte Palermino. Great follow. One thing I wanted to call attention to since it wasn't discussed an old cheese bro liked to do is please do not put Vaseline or any other petroleum jelly on your burns. Not only can petroleum jelly irritate a burn, but it is also non-sterile and can cause bacteria to grow in a fresh burn. Also, because it is occlusive, it can actually trap the heat from a burn and cause the burn to go deeper. Yes, don't put Vaseline on a burn. Don't do what they were doing. They meaning the dudes working on the oil rigs back in the 1800s when Cheesebro rolled in. I don't know if this is because we've been talking about Vaseline, but I got a TikTok on my For You page the other night that was a woman who had gotten a Fraxel laser (gasps) treatment. And look, I don't know if this is normal, if the 
if the doctor, if the person doing it did it too, did too, did it too strong, but her face was beet red and like, like it really looked like, it really looked like she had like a burn and she was putting Vaseline on it. And a bunch of people in the comments were like, don't put Vaseline on that. It like traps the burn. And she was like, this is what my doctor told me to do. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. But like, it doesn't seem great. And then she had some updates where like her skin was still pretty red, like many days later. (laughs) I was like, is this because she has been using Vaseline? Like what is happening here? (laughs) Don't do it. It looked so painful. It looked awful. Wow. Yeah. Like I know, I know that you. a lot of those really strong lasers, um, like you're, you do look pretty raw for a few days, but hers seemed extreme. Mm. Oh, poor person. Yeah, it looked, it looked terrible. Anyway, <clears throat> um, I will read this next email. I just started listening to your podcast and really enjoyed the history and information of the product you talked about. But I was surprised when you dropped the F-bomb many times and wondered why that was necessary, especially when the topics are on skincare. Good information is always sought after, but it doesn't have to be effing good. That seems to cheapen the credibility of the product and the person recommending it. Just food for thought. Your pictures online make you appear more classy than your language. (laughs) Well, Kate, what do you have to say to that? Fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Listener, look, first of all... Uh, Welcome to the podcast. I'm really grateful to have you listening and I appreciate the positive feedback and I appreciate the feedback about our language. I'm going to guess this was this is probably me. I think I swear more than Dory. I I tend to I disagree with you on multiple levels. I don't think cursing cheapens a conversation. Um and I also think when we equate the language that one uses with classiness, we're getting into some very um, <sighs> darker implications mm-hmm. um, about language, mm-hmm. um, money, position mm-hmm. in society, mm-hmm. gender, misogyny, mm-hmm. lots of stuff. Uh, and yep. Dory and I are no strangers to feedback on the way we talk or how we talk. Yep. Um, and I often, you know, I would say like, I don't know how, how often like, does anyone give uh, men this feedback? Mm-hmm. I would just, I, you know, like I, I hear you, I take the feedback, but I'm, I'm here to tell you that I'm I'm personally am not going to change how I speak and so I totally respect if you are not comfortable listening to the pod. Yeah. Anything else you want to add, Tori? No, I think you said that perfectly, Kate. Well, let's take a break and uh, okay. we'll be back to wrap things up. All right. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, we are back with an email. Hi, Kat and Dor. SOS, I have a problem that only the Forever 35 Hive can help with. I'm having a small to medium-sized wedding. If my wedding were a dog, it would be an Irish Terrier. <laughs> okay. Oof. And I can't invite every one of my friends. I know this is a classic wedding dilemma, but here's my question. Should I tell the friends who aren't invited that I'm not inviting them or just let them wonder? It gets awkward when there are friends in a group chat who won't be invited, when the rest of the group chat will, or when I go out with a couple pals, one who is invited and one who isn't. Is it better to be honest ahead of time and let the uninvitees know that they shouldn't be checking their mailbox, or is it fine to let it remain a mystery for the next couple months as I send out the invitations? The non-confrontational side of me really doesn't want to have to awkwardly tell anyone that I'm not inviting them, but it also seems like it could be more awkward down the line. Thoughts? I have some thoughts. Yes. I 100% think that <clears throat> you need to communicate this to them. I just think it's like not necessarily that it's a quote courtesy that you're not inviting them, but just as a way to say like, you have every right to do your wedding how you want to do it. And But I do think you can say like, you mean a lot to me. I'm not able to invite everybody to our wedding, but I would love to do like a potluck or, you know, a picnic in the park or some sort of like mm -hmm. casual get together that celebrates our, my relationship with my partner and our marriage and also like the importance that you have in our lives. Um, yeah. I think, I think that is a nice way of, of like trying to do something casual that ho hopefully won't cost you any money. Um, but that also lets them know what's going on. Like, lets mm -hmm. them know that they're not invited. Because I do think, I will say, as someone, like, a hurt that I have um, that, like, may or may not be, like, like, it's just how I feel. I don't fault the person. But, like, a person who I was close with and then, like, kind of drifted apart from but had kind of assumed that I would be invited to their wedding, I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And it made me, it made me really sad. And that's my own mm. shit, obviously. But, like... I do think it it matters to people. And so if you're concerned about about that, I think just like being open and honest about it up front is going to make your life easier and make your relationships stronger. Yeah. I think that that is I think that's really good advice. In this person's situation, I would 100% be upfront because of 
the group text situation yeah, and yeah. the friend group. Like, I, you know, look, I am not going to sit here and tell you who to invite to your wedding. And I know that people have very clear reasons for not inviting people and inviting people. But the one thing I will say is maybe hold off just a smidge mm. because you could have people who decline mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. you can you can invite some, maybe you can invite some of these people who you originally thought that you weren't going to be inviting. That's the only thing I will say. I love a late invite to a wedding. Like I have I no problem if I'm on your wedding. Yes, I was. <laughs> I let, like let me be on your D list invite. Like because that's fine. I, like I totally get even, that. I think with us, it wasn't even a D list thing. It was more that like we have literally become closer friends in the like two totally. months since I like you know. And I was like, you know what? I think I would like to have Kate Spencer at that's my wedding. Right. I think and we might make fact, a podcast someday. Yeah. Like you and I are now much closer friends than like half the people at that wedding. I mean, this is the thing about weddings too. They're like a, they're a snapshot of that moment yes, in your life. Like totally. so many people who are at my wedding, like I'm not close with anymore or I haven't yeah. seen in a long time, which is fine. Yeah. And like, I guess I should use that advice and tell myself I shouldn't be hurt that somebody didn't invite me to their wedding. But also I will say like, a person's hurt feelings are theirs to deal with. You know, if someone's feelings yeah. are hurt and like, that's also like, it's okay. People might get hurt. It's okay. You know? Yeah. But I, I do think that there is a, a way of going about it. And then also like repairing, like you said, you're not friends with this person anymore, but maybe if they had approached the situation differently, you would still be friends. Maybe. Yeah. You know, like we don't know. We don't yeah. know is the is the takeaway, um, but I can I can also tell you personally that my like my personal views on being invited to weddings has changed as I've gotten older. I think when I was younger, I did take it much more personally if I wasn't mm. invited to someone's wedding that I thought I was like close enough to be invited to their wedding, and now I'm like, oh, like thank you for not inviting me to. Your- totally (laughs) especially if it's a destination wedding like oh that's like i mean i've kind of aged out of at least like the first weddings um uh circuit now but even still like the occasional invite that does come across my my desk um if it's someone I'm really close with, of course, I'm so happy to go. But if it is like a kind of peripheral friend and they're getting married and like, I don't know, somewhere far away, I'm like, what? I, you know what? You didn't actually have to invite me. I would have been fine I hear you. not being invited. I hear you. <laughs> well, sometimes you can't make it to a wedding, you know? No, exactly. Exactly. <sighs> well, again, I just want to say thank you so much for trusting us with these questions. Yes. It's just a real honor to get to be in your life in this way. People listening. It's so true. Um, all right, let's wrap here, Dory. And, okay. uh, and we'll talk to you all later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.